Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. No, I don't have it in me. No. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you've you've been out today. I well, I've been out today. I've been out yesterday and out the day before. So yeah, about thirty k's all up in the last three days. Yeah, and to do it. I've got blisters on my feet, and yeah. Sorry, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Mm. Um. Well, I I have seen Moonfall, Roland Emmerich's Emmerich. Emmerich. <laughs> Emrich's, Emrich's, Roland Emrich's latest directorial vehicle, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was mediocre. It it really was. It was average. Um, (laughs) I mean, you you go into a Roland Emrich cataclysmic disaster type movie Mm. expecting certain things. Certain boxes to be ticked, and yeah, it was. So, so someone will be redeemed, and shortly thereafter, die. There will be a divorced couple mm-hmm. and kids involved, and parents will be separated from their kids, and then there will be a coming back together of the marital unit. <laughs> Eve. Either before or after the disaster has been re- resolved. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, the, the box ticking happened, but the gaps in it were... It, it was just a mess. Um, and it hasn't made its budget back, so that no. sequel that Roland is apparently champing at the bit to make uh, will not happen. There is, there is no chance. Um, I, I'm trying to think of... Where that... Oh, okay, so he's still got... Yeah. <laughs> no. No, uh, I think he's done his dash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a shame, because uh, normally I, I quite enjoy... If you go in with the, the frame of mind that this is what you're in for, um, usually when you ask for a chocolate ice cream with sprinkles on top and you get given chocolate ice cream and sprinkles on top you were not disappointed because mm. you got what you asked for and what you were expecting but yeah i think this was uh, asked for chocolate ice cream with sprinkles on top and you got vanilla with a bit of flake mm-hmm. not quite stuck in it and the cone with the bottom broken off Oops. Mm. yeah in other films that are not good I watched the 2010 Jack Black vehicle, uh, Gulliver's Travels. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot make any comments on that because that has not even... I, I'm well aware of it happening, but mm. there has been absolutely no desire whatsoever to yeah. watch that. What on um, earth possessed you to watch that? Uh, Corridor Digital does a series about great and bad uh, VFX. <laughs> yep. 
um, which are both in full force in the film Gulliver's Travels. It's largely watchable. There is <laughs> one joke that does not play to me at all. Right. Gulliver takes a leak on a burning building. Good. And that just wasn't funny to me. <laughs> it, <laughs> it wouldn't have been funny to the people around because that smells. No. That stinks. Urine on, on fires, just, yeah. How do um, I know these things? Otherwise, the film was watchable, and that's all I can really say about it. Uh, going back to Moonfall, I think the other thing that frustrated me was that the effects in that were incredibly variable. Um, mm. Yeah. And watch out for the space shuttle protected by Kasper, K- Kapersky? Kaspersky? Kasper, Kasperky? It doesn't matter. They're, they're Russian and bad. Thomas, <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler. There are people out there who I'm sure have not watched Moonfall, and you've spoiled it for them. Um, anything else you've been up to? Um, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna. L- no, normally, I not really. normally I edit out your. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to this time. Mm. It's it's staying in. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, not really. No. Just I um I had to rejigger my uh, order for the Senate voting. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do mine too. Yeah, things happened. Things, things came out about candidates who I thought were relatively inoffensive. Ah, okay. Turned out not to be. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's about it. I mean, not here. Not no. on the podcast. No. This isn't a political podcast. Written, spoken and authorised by Colin Chick. <laughs> and I meant to give my address, but I'm not going to. No, see, it's, it's opinion. It's opinion, oh, okay. and so it Good. it doesn't have to be <laughs> authorised. The the authorisation requirements are very complicated. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, your Senate ticket. Did you see the link that I gave uh, on Facebook for a quick way of doing that? Uh, yes, yes, and I have used that this time. Right. Because I'm not erasing all the pencil marks. <laughs> Quite a few numbers would would have to be erased yep. and then rewritten. Yeah. Um, what about you? What about me? Uh, apart from my walking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat a little better and, and trying to exercise a little more because I'm carrying way too much excess baggage. That's why the three days have been like it is, but it's been a bit of a shock to the system, but it's been nice. Uh, it meant that I saw a bandicoot today right in suburbia, which was pretty cool. And I donated plasma. It was my mm-hmm. my 90th blood product donation. Other than that, same as far as the, the films are concerned, apart from Gullible's Travels. Yeah, you... I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I believe I have seen the movie that we are watching today once, possibly on television. So it's a bit of an unknown... But it doesn't have unknown people in it. No. What are we watching today? We are watching The Mosquito Coast. Which you have not seen. I've not, no. No, it, it, it was one of those movies that was, I guess, everyone was excited for all the big names and it sort of came and went. To <laughs> the point where the special features are interactive menus and scene access. <laughs> 
which which I'm sure would be special features to people who fairly recently <laughs> were working with VHS, but it is probably going to look very much menu-wise like yeah, yeah, I could I could see it being somewhat little Nikita-ish. Yes. So, Mosquito Coast, mm-hmm. starring Harrison Ford, and Helen Mirren? No? Yes. Helen Mirren? And River Phoenix. And River Phoenix. And, uh, and Martha, Plimpton, Martha Plimpton. Who doesn't get front of the box no, billing. No, but I, I believe this is where uh, Martha Plimpton and River Phoenix first came in contact with each other and... That's what we're watching. Um, would you please give our dear listener a plot synopsis if you can read it in Amongst the Jungle? Yes. It, yes. It's, it's white text on top of a sort of a bunch of tree mm. branches and leaves it's, and things like that. It's mostly dark green with spots of white throughout it. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, which is great for white text. It um, is. Ali Fox is fed up with an America that buys junk, sells junk, eats junk. So, with a mocking, goodbye America, have a nice day, the brilliant inventor, nine patents, six pending, leads his trusting wife and four children into the remote jungles of Central America to carve out a new society. And that's that's the plot section. That's the plot section, and then they drop a whole heap of names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the disc is already in the player. In fact, it looks like it's yeah, decided it's, to start itself. It's so 14 minutes in. We're going to have to wind her yeah. back. In fact, we could flip it onto its flip side and... No. No, I'm not sure that would work. No. We um, Muppets from Space? It totally works. Oh, that's, that's got the widescreen. Because it has the widescreen on, on, on the other side. Right. Um, but this isn't. No. So we'll rewind it. We will. We're going to watch this film. We'll then talk about it afterwards. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. No, we're not going to do that. You just yeah. you just said if we turn it to side B, it wouldn't work. No, the the, the, the podcast. Turn the podcast to side B. Turning then turn it would be backwards. One. Yes, it probably would. Mongrel. <laughs> So, what did you think? As it, he reaches for his copious notes. It it has some some interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. And and I I think I'm I'm largely receptive to to the messages it's putting out. I don't think I enjoyed it though. Uh-huh. I confess when watching it, making a comparison to Moonfall of all things. Uh-huh. Okay, you ma- you imagine the uh, the dot to dot puzzles where you join number one to number two to number three to number four. I found in Moonfall there were one, two, three, ten, eleven, twelve, <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. you, so you, you're missing whole swathes of dots. So it it just doesn't connect well together. Whereas this had one, one point one, one point two, one point three, mm-hmm. two. <laughs> Two point three. It 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 joined absolutely every dot for you, all the way through it, and and spelt everything out. It was 
like reading Dickens, mm-hmm. <laughs> who was paid by the word. So <laughs> why, why use one word when you can use 27? And a lot of this film felt very much like everything had to be spelt out for you. You know, every knot had to be shown to be tied. And mm-hmm. where it, it could have just been, you know, the, the introductions to characters just dragged on and the, mm-hmm. the introduction to the motivations were a lot lengthier than was possibly necessary. But as you say, you know, the, the mes- message was good. The acting was good, I thought. Um, yeah. But it just dragged, I found. There, there were brief moments of excitement. Mm-hmm. But certainly the storyline parallels were spread on thick, I thought. You've got this religious zealot mm-hmm. and all that was bad about that. And you've got this fanatic zealot <laughs> who, and all the bad things that go with that. So many flavours of colonialism. Mm. Take, take your pick. Both of them built a church, essentially, mm. something to worship, and both of them burnt down or exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the parallelism between those two men was quite heavy-handed. <laughs> it, it smacked you in the face every time that it had a possibility of doing so, so that you you really ended up disliking both of them mm. um, for much the same reason. They're both wrong. Yeah. They're both wrong. <laughs> Wait. And, and they're both hurting people in their wrongness. Their obsessiveness is, is ruining people's lives. We have to stop assuming that, one, people out in the boonies need saving, mm-hmm. and two that we have a solution if they do need saving. Yep. And everything that Ali despised about America, he basically made a little America in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was the provider of the ice and and wanted the appreciation for providing it and then tried to sell it to the Eskimos, essentially. And as far as the commitment that he demanded of everyone was just as soul-crushing as the religious zealot was mm. to to those who lived wonderful, simple lives and, and had the extra layer of complexity thrust upon them. But in, in both cases, the, the fervour of it, the charisma of the two men affected mm-hmm. the people around them until people started realising that, no, this isn't what we need to follow, I guess. Is. Mm. I found my note. You found your note? <laughs> my note. Nice opening font usage. The credits, uh, uh-huh. both the opening and closing, used uh, nice type font uh, yeah. design and, and very simple and didn't age at all. This is 1986. And other than size, <laughs> mm-hmm. where these days you need to have the font really, really small for the credits to not go for, they still tend to go for yeah. long periods of time. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, but that was my note. <laughs> nice note. opening font usage. Harrison Ford's character here, mm-hmm. Ali Fox, a little racist, I want to say. Um, yeah, yeah. It was interesting, again, the the reflection of what he tells his 
kid at the the beginning i don't want to hear you call someone that uh, mm. referring to a race name then later on all at once he's decrying the excesses of america and yelling at the hardware store worker for giving him japanese instead of american rubber seals yeah and <laughs> <laughs> he was a complex man Mm. (laughs) a whole whole range of contradictions and i'm doing this because i love you uh, as he destroys his family basically and makes them hate him so racist and calls a lot of people savages Mm. yeah and totally alienates himself from the only people with any actual loyalty to him yeah yeah I, I do have to say, there we go, I do have to say, his was possibly the least convincing performance in this. I found sometimes he was delivering lines rather than acting, I guess. Was, there were just just times where I wasn't convinced he was Ali. Uh-huh. And some of that was that some of the lines that he had to deliver were pretty average in places. The montage of the construction where he's delivering the spiel to the guy who was following him back and forth. Not not understanding any of it. (laughs) Yeah. Some of it was just quite forced and too long. We got the idea after Mm. the first sentence and there were 40 more to go to to, emphasise the point. And then we, we have to play on the length of his spiel by... Putting it under a deafening chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you know you're going on for too long. And you still play that joke? Uh, yeah. <sighs> it was an, an uneven long film that had its... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to... It was a film. It was... Yeah. Um, I, I like the music. Um, mm-hmm. Maurice Jarre... Ja- Jarret, French composer. Very, very prolific film score. I did a lot for David Lean, um, Lawrence of Arabia, some whole heap of other ones. It was a good soundtrack and, and mixed in well. And interestingly, it was all electronic, but felt right. Um, mm. The contrast between <laughs> being in the middle of the jungle and hearing an electronic soundtrack, but electronic in the, the way of it was an electronic orchestration. So the synthesizers were orchestral rather than mm-hmm. in-your-face electronic. I don't think it struck me as particularly 80s in the same way that other soundtracks yeah. of, of the same era. Yes, a lot of 80s, and especially 80s synth soundtracks, have not aged well. Mm. Um, and that was fine. It was the least of this film's worries, <laughs> I think. To be clear, sometimes it's okay when an 80s synth soundtrack doesn't age well. Sometimes it it fits just perfectly with the feel if it hasn't aged well. Oh, but... yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was none of that. No. <laughs> Well, that's, um, I'm all out of notes. Oh, you're out of notes. Yeah. I'm out of notes too. Uh, yeah, I, I've got nothing else to say about yeah, this, this film. It was... We saw The Folly of Man. Yes. 
and uh, and had it pushed into our faces. Mm. Yeah, very ha- heavy-handed in places. All right, no, we're, no. we're, we're looping around the yeah. same old thing. So we might move on. The following segment has no title. Thank you. All I've got is an emoji reaction on the post I made on Discord. You know, that, that little thing that has confetti coming out of it. The, the cone, oh, right. cone yes. with confetti coming yep. out of it. Yep. That's it. That's that's the entirety of our engagement for this week. <laughs> right, right. Um, does the uh, party popper operator have a a name? I believe it was Entos Frati. <laughs> and that's that is that is the the sum Good. of our engagement after last week's uh, absolute bumper. Yeah. Look, we we should have spread out last week's uh, comments. <laughs> So, just just to let you all know, mm-hmm. I did change the file name this time around. So you did. this episode does have a file sitting right in front of me on my lap. Six letters condensing <laughs> down the name of the Mosquito Coast. I would have gone for something else, but I'm also operating under different rules. So you are, uh, and I don't always b- obey my rules either. So. <laughs> Who knows? Have a go. Yeah. Make a suggestion. All right. We'll move on then. Pick a film for next week. So we can go to bed. It's your turn. It's my turn. You might have some more options. I do have slightly more options, but I'm not going with those new options. Interesting. Those new options might come up as any point okay um, you're, but you're, i haven't actually added them to my list right yet. you're throwing them into we'll, the pot though we'll see what comes up mm-hmm. oh okay that's vaguely topical <laughs> <laughs> this film's from 1986 so the same year as the movie w- that we've just mm. watched oh that was the other thing that i was going to say speaking of 1986 so this was the same year that River Phoenix starred in Stand By Me. Right. The reason that I double-checked was I thinking, which came first, Stand By Me or Mosquito Coast? Because either way, surely he has learnt that in deep, muddy water, there's going to be giant leeches. Mm. Both films, there are giant leeches in the muddy water, and he didn't learn. And they were both made in the same year. Um, Stand By Me actually came first. So he doubly should have learned because how 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 big's that gap? In, uh, are we talking months? Oh, I have no weeks? idea. <laughs> well, it's hard, really hard to tell because these are release dates mm. that the year that the film is released. So trying to work out when they were made is, is a little tricky. So who knows? So same year, nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. Right. Starring Tom Cruise. Oh. Okay. Uh, are we going into the danger zone? Uh, well, I don't know. Does does uh, does does say danger zone in this this description here? Wow. Have you seen this film? I've not. No. Uh-huh. That is quite topical. Yeah. Because I seem to suspect that the film you're going to suggest has a sequel. It does. It okay. Does this have film a came out in 1986. What year did the sequel come out? Uh, That's not currently on my screen right now. I would hazard a guess 2022. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not even come out in the no, US yet. No, it hasn't. If if I am guessing the film mm. that you're guessing uh, you're suggesting is the one that I'm thinking, uh-huh. are you thinking Top Gun? I am thinking of Top Gun. <laughs> oh, we're in for a we're in for a treat, Thomas. Would you be so kind as to tell our dear listener the plot synopsis on the back of the Blu-ray? I think it is. Yes, it is a Blu-ray. It was a Blu-ray cheapo that I grabbed, but have not watched. I have watched the film. Uh-huh. But I've not watched the the Blu-ray, and it is it wouldn't have been too many years after it originally came out that I last saw it. So it has uh-huh. been a very very long time. And then you picked it up in yeah, that seems like post database change, August two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that's that's post database change, right? Yeah. So it's been sitting on the shelf ever since. Yep. Here is the description on the back of the case. In the role that made him one of the world's biggest stars, Tom Cruise rides into the danger zone in the smash hit film that defined the modern day blockbuster. Cruise plays Maverick, a hotshot flyer who is sent to the Navy's prestigious Top Gun program. But in order to become the best of the best, he'll need the help of his wingman and newfound love. T- two separate people. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate people, to be clear. (laughs) Co-starring... 1986, that's that's very edgy. Yeah. For for Tom Cruise. Co-starring Val Kilmer, this high-octane hit will take your breath away. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) We we really are in for a treat, if I remember rightly. Yeah, in... (laughs) Special features include a vintage gallery with four music videos. <laughs> it, it was quite heavy on the top hits. Danger Zone, Take My Breath, Take away, my breath away, Heaven in Your Eyes, and Top Gun Anthem, which apparently needed uh, yes. a music video. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It's making me think of all that we've said in this podcast about 1980s music. Yeah. Are we about to experience We are going some? to experience 1980s with a bullet. In 1080p 5.1? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will just uh, ramp up the subwoofer and uh, turn on the afterburners. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very helpful. <laughs> subtitles listed as English. Mm-hmm. English subtitles for deaf and hard of hearing. And various subtitles. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <sighs> Real variety so, pack. We hope that you can join us next week when we watch Top Gun in French, German, <laughs> Spanish, Italian. Well, well audio wise, it's just English 5.1, English 6.1, French 5.1, Spanish 5.1. Okay. Um, so I assume French. there's at least French and Spanish subtitles in there somewhere. But, um, <laughs> but don't count on it. No. <laughs> uh, we shall find out next yeah. week when we watch Top Gun. We hope you can join us. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. 
We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. What a fortuitous coincidence. <laughs> my movies just, just in time to watch the sequel. Yeah, the, the sequel that is uh, 1986 to 2022, that's 36 years. <laughs> it's a little while. What, what's really scary is how much Tom Cruise hasn't aged. No, which, he sure doesn't, does which he? Which is why the following week I'm thinking of suggesting... We watch uh, one of the versions of the picture of Dorian Gray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to okay. stop here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Cruz plays Maverick, a hotshot flyer who is sent to the Navy's prestigious, 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 prestigious. <laughs> Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. 